What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning, while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast with your host, Corey Hymanson. Corey, what's going on? Eric, my friend, good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be back. And, and I'm excited because the, the room's a little crowded. And that's a good thing. <laughs> you, I know you get excited when there's somebody else <laughs> other than me that you have to talk with. So yeah, we got two guests in the, in the studio today. So it's super awesome. Well, I didn't mean it that way, but yes, you're right. It's always, always better with guests. <laughs> so, so why don't you introduce the guest to the audience? Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to give the world's longest introduction because I'm going to go off on a tangent first. Is that okay? <laughs> Deal. Do it. It's my show. I guess it's okay. It is I can do it Absolutely. Do. So, you know, a few months ago on the calendar, we, we had March and March always gives me March madness, basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball. And there's something that always comes back to my mind and, and trust me, Eric, I'm going to circle this and bring it all home. But eventually I trust you <laughs> March madness. I think in 1983, Jim Valvano was a basketball coach for North Carolina state and took an underdog team of, of guys through the tournament. They win the thing. And, you know, he's just a passionate kind of a wild man and everybody fell in love with him. And a few years later, he was struck ill with cancer and he gave a speech that, you know, still lives on today. Great speech. If anybody wants to go and listen to it, but he basically said, there's three things that, that people should try to do every day. And the first one is laugh. The second is think or be in thought. And the third is to, to be emotionally moved to tears, happiness, joy, you know, you name it. But, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people remember that part, but there was a second part of that speech that I like to focus on that's in my life a lot. And he said, there's actually three things you should think about every day. And that's where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be in the future. And so when I think of that, I actually thought of the people that are sitting in this room. You know, these are people that I've known for a while and happy to have them in my life. And so here's the introduction, Eric, that you've been waiting for. <laughs> I feel like I need a drum roll. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have Jessica Remy and Travis Remy here in the building with me. We might talk about lots of topics, but I know one thing that's, that's really important to them, and, and, and to me too, it, it's a cool thing. It's, it's their foundation. And, and so I'm gonna kind of turn over the mic and, and they can give us some background or on them or on the foundation. We can just go wherever this goes. All right, me first. Why don't you go ahead and yeah. Oh, Kick us off and uh, we'll see what you leave behind. Well, um, we're married. Yeah. And Good start. Yeah. Uh -huh. Have been for almost 13 years. Yeah, almost. Uh -huh. Yep. We have two boys. Yep. Braxton, Gavin, and then mm -hmm. we have a little girl named Oakland. Mm -hmm. um, live in Rock Rapids here, own a home care agency, and have done that for the last seven years, probably, That's right. or so. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a nonprofit organization called the Oakland Foundation 
um, that gives back to families after the loss of a child, regardless of gestation or mm. age. So uh, pregnancy loss, um, stillborn infant and child loss, we cover them all. And that was founded five years ago after the loss of our daughter, Oakland. And do you want to tell who you are? Yes. Uh, well, uh, Corey already said my name, and you've given some basic details, I suppose. But I am also a pastor here in town at the Rock Rapids United Methodist Church and have been for almost three years now. And that um, call into ministry uh, had a lot to do with uh, losing our daughter in early 2018 also, because that's not something that I set out to do. Um, but you know, God had different plans for my life. But yeah, it, I was not the situation of, uh, I'm going to go to seminary as soon as I can, and then I'm going to go to the first church that calls me, and that's going to be that. This was a, uh, I took a very non-traditional path to where I'm at today, and specifically to the Methodist church, and also just being a pastor overall. But you, uh, Jessica Remy, are also quoted as saying that, you know, I ain't going to be no pastor's wife and here you are <laughs> yeah i did say that <laughs> yeah, that is a direct quote don't you have that tattooed somewhere I should. how's that working out for you <laughs> some things just never leave your memory do they you know yeah, you, you hear something favorite. and it yeah. just sticks forever yeah. uh -huh. yeah. well she actually said that when i went when i came home and told her that i wanted to go to seminary she's like seminary why uh and then we made the decision or i made the decision that that's the path that i wanted to follow and she said you know I was also quoted as saying, well, I ain't, gonna, I ain't doing this to be a pastor. That's what you think. Because <laughs> at the time, we had our home care agency, and I thought, well, you know, that's kind of ministry, and we could get right. better at ministering to those folks that we help and that sort of thing. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's – we do this podcast, and it's called The Win Podcast. What's important now? And, and, and I think sometimes listeners or people that hear about it don't tune in because they think, ah, it's just the, the finance guy talking about money. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and it's so much more than that. You know, life is not about the pile of money. It's, yeah. it's about what's important to you or, you know, or even the quote I gave you, know, where have you been? Where are you at today? Where do you want to go? And, and that's why we like to have these conversations yeah. to just meet people, learn about people, learn about their path or their, their shoes they've walked in and just improve the lives of somebody maybe with education or entertainment or whatever yeah. you want to say. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I always I always say to people that every I always like or I do like still I've heard that it's still on I have not tuned in but the um, everyone has a story uh, segment the that was CBS on TV. News Sunday night thing is yeah that what you're talking like about yeah the Hartman guy that has that yeah and it, that is true that everyone does have a story that's right uh, I think a lot of people will look at where Travis and I are today and um, they just uh, are in awe. I, I don't know why, but uh, the things that maybe we've done or whatever, but um, it, it's taken a lot to get here. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we are very different people than the two that met forever ago. And, you know, for us, it was uh, the loss of our child that changed everything. So, yeah, you want to start off our, our story? Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I don't know um, how to start that off appropriately or not, but like, uh, you mean that like we were not exactly happily married couple before that happened. And then one of the most difficult things that a married couple could go through happened to us and we were not prepared for that situation and somehow made it through and are now stronger than ever before. Like that kind of leading yeah. off the story is yeah, what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. That. Okay. Well, it was a sunny day in 2017 and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you start that? Why don't you go ahead? <clears throat> <laughs> Deflect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah deflect what, what'd you is think right. of that? You know? 
I don't want to be criticized later for starting at the wrong point in the journey. But um, yeah, so uh, 2017, we, we were not in a good place. And then, uh, you know, we lost our child in early 2018. And uh, yeah, uh, there's just so many, so many different things and so many broken pieces along the way that uh, have happened and turned out maybe a different way than what we thought. But yeah, go ahead. You, you pick up now. Yeah, I mean, uh, marriage is hard. Life is hard. Uh, parenting is really hard. And we kind of got uh, sucked in to all of the hard. Mm -hmm. uh, the devil worked overtime on us for sure, and we allowed him to do so. Uh, faith was not a huge, um, a huge part of our life. It was not any part of our marriage, that's for sure. So here we are. I have two boys and, uh, you know, faking it for all social media that we could, faking it for friends and family around us, but really uh, we were uh, not doing good at all and welcoming our third child because um, why not add another child to an already not good situation. And uh, yeah, January 4th, 2018, I always say it was one of the uh, happiest days of our life. We got to welcome a uh, a daughter into our family after having two boys. Uh, but January 5th, 2018 was by far the hardest day of our life, a day that I I would never wish on anyone. Um, losing a child is definitely not something that you expect to happen to you. Um, and then it does. Then you're kind of uh, set out to pick up those pieces and try to figure out life and how to move forward. Yeah, and how to respond uh, individually to something like that when something uh, so horrible that you couldn't even imagine happens. What are you supposed to do when something like that happens in life? And, uh, you know, we, we quickly realized, I think, uh, you know, it was a process. It certainly wasn't quick. I shouldn't say that. But uh, that we had a couple ways to respond to that. Uh, there, wasn't gonna, there wasn't anything that we were going to be able to do to change the situation, um, as horrible as it was. And uh, life, life goes on. We have, we had to move on. Um, we had two other boys that, uh, two other kids that needed us to be there for them and care for them. Uh, but yet, at the same time, we were mourning uh, the sudden uh, and unexpected death of our daughter, and uh, all while not having a very good uh, relationship. So you, you make it through something like that, and you look back and no idea how anybody could make it through a situation like that. And then you realize that God was on your side. Um, even the little bit of faith that we had uh, was enough for him to carry us through that very difficult time in our life. And then getting on the other side of that is when the Oakland Foundation was born, because you realize, and uh, good or bad pun there, I'm not sure, but uh, something was born out of a tragedy because you realized first, uh, that there was not a whole lot of support, and maybe you want to talk about that, I don't know, but through our situation, and we don't want anybody else to have to go through uh, a loss like this with no preparation, um, feeling like they're alone. Um, so that that's where the Oakland Foundation started, um, but I think that was a few months after she actually passed away that, you know, you, we started to have some of those thoughts, and that, I just gave like two years worth of stuff really quick there, but... Um, hopefully. I want to uh, jump in real quick, yeah. if that's okay, because as I'm looking at just kind of diving online, looking at your story, when you started this conversation off, you talked about losing a child, whether it's, you know, through an accident, through something that when they're, when they're a little older or pre-birth 
or right after birth. And what I don't think the audience knows at this point is that there was absolutely no sign of anything wrong during your entire no. pregnancy. You said it was a perfect pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. And then, so when you say it was a sudden loss, it truly was. So you're kind of in that camp, if you will, if you allow me to use that word, of the worst of both worlds, right? Somebody loses right. a child during a pregnancy. Sometimes there's things that are leading up to it or you know, when the birth comes, they know there's going to be things that they have to deal with and they lose a child. They have a little bit of preparation, but when you lose somebody almost instantaneously, like you guys did, that that's a whole different set of circumstances. And I, I can't imagine going through it myself. I've never experienced it and, and God willing, I never will. But what you guys have done, I think you said it best, uh, Travis, when you said the foundation was birthed out of this scenario and, and mm -hmm. kind of the lack of support, because people just don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. That's right. Um, I, like I said, I haven't experienced, but you guys have. T tell, tell us a little bit more about what that looked like when it came to support in general. Yeah. So uh, backtrack just a, a little bit there. You know, you, um, anyone who goes through a hard time in their life, uh, for us, it was the loss of a child, but everyone goes through something in their life uh, at some point in time that is going to be um, almost life shattering or uh, brings you to your knees sort of events in life. And um, I always tell people when they ask us about our story, I'm like, you have to go back and look at all the ways that God has had his hand in your mm -hmm. story. Because if you do truly sit back and think about that, um, he never did leave. Like he was always there. And, and with Oakland, that was definitely the case. Like you said, we didn't know that there was anything wrong with her. And uh, when we went in to deliver her, everything was great. In fact, our nurse said over and over again that uh, this bait, we didn't know what we were having. So this, this baby's, uh, you know, charting, everything was off the charts that this baby was perfect. Um, when it came time to deliver, uh, that's when things just kind of turned south for us. And uh, she was just too big for me to deliver. So they had to use uh, force externally to get her um, delivered. And then uh, she was born not breathing. And so we went from joking around like they were writing on the whiteboard actually behind us um, bets on like what it was going to be, how long labor would be, like all these fun things. And it, it turned from that to being um, complete panic mode, having 20 people in the room. And so what she ended up having was a hemangioma on her liver uh, that ruptured due to the external force on her um, during delivery. And so uh, when I talk about how God has his hand in things, um, you know, we now can look back and we're so grateful that it happened the way that it did because God forbid she be wrestling at home with the boys, you know, on the floor and it, it rupturing later in life. Or, you know, the fact that she is actually the only case of her kind in the United States. So she's, she's extra, extra special. Um, they've been doing extensive research, of, like of her case, um, all over for neonatology in the United States to try to figure out how to prevent this, um, how to detect it, that sort of thing early on. So she's just really, she's pretty special, but so many things along her story and in her story along our journey of being in the hospital. Um, she lived for 10 hours. So, you know, that's a, again, another blessing. We got 10 hours with her. We have a dash, you know, uh, she, she's cremated and home with us. Um, but there's a dash in her 
birth and death date. And that's something that I take very serious and something I'm very, very, I'm very glad that, that God gave us that time with her. Uh, but he never leaves ever mm-hmm. in your story. And so I always try to encourage people that are going through a hard time. It's like, sit back and reflect. I guarantee you he hasn't left. He's been there. Um, but as far as support goes, yeah, I mean, you know that after she passed away, it's like, now what? They kind of just look at you in the hospital and try to get you out as soon as, as soon as they can. And they do a great job. We're blessed with some pretty awesome health care here in, in our uh, part of the United States. But there just isn't a lot of support for families after loss. And we discovered that firsthand, being wheeled out. And I had to wait for you to get the car and... There was a mom with, using the same exit yeah, as all the folks that were actually yeah. bringing home babies, and right. um, I'll never forget that I was getting <clears throat> wow. getting lunch the next day for the boys because I probably didn't care about my own hunger needs at that point because I was grieving much harder than or, you know grief was over. You know, I wasn't worried about food. You know what I'm saying, but the kids were, and I went to the buffet thingy. You know, at the hospital, they got the fancy food for the moms and dads, and I saw a gentleman that I hadn't seen in 20 years that I graduated high school with, and you know, that's always that's awkward enough anyway. But here we are, like, hey, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, how about you? And he's like, oh, pretty good. Well, I guess you're here for a reason. And I'm like, well, you know, actually, our daughter passed away. And here he's got a brand new son or daughter that is in the room just around the corner from him. And I mean, I actually felt bad for him in that situation because like, can you imagine? But I'm not going to lie to him. And that's why I was there. So it was just a crappy situation. Yeah. Um, And it was things like that. um, And, uh, you know, uh, general support afterwards. The hospital didn't do a bad, and we're not trying to say they did a bad job. There was just nothing uh, from the moment. Uh, our situation turned chaotic that I, I think they just didn't really know well, they don't what know to what do. to do either yeah. you know they they have a job to do and they do it well yeah but then it's like they don't know what to do um but yeah going back at you know in these little like glimpses throughout our journey and where god had his hand oakland's neonatologist was just months from retirement Mm-hmm. Um, and he is the key point in our story, like one of the biggest parts of m- my right. personal story. And he came in and he was like, he's knelt down beside me. And this was after Oakland had passed. And he just said, you know, I don't tell a lot of people this, but my wife and I lost our first child. And that is why I went into neonatology. I wanted to help other children. I wanted to save as many as I could. And and so he's like, I, I know God's going to use your story for good. Just keep trusting in him. And uh, I promise you something good will come from it. And that like replayed in my head over and over and over and over and over again. Um, he was the first one that told us uh, within a few hours that, um, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but you know, something along the lines of it's, it's not always going to feel like it does right now. Um, something good will come from your story. Yeah. And it was so appropriately timed. I don't remember. I just remember thinking... Uh, I needed that. I really needed him to say that. And he prayed with us. Yeah, he did. Um, in the you room don't see that a lot. with us. And, yeah. and, you know, he didn't ask about our faith. I, I don't know what he knew or didn't know at that time, but he just sat down and, and shared his story that he doesn't share with a lot of people. And uh, he didn't know how broken we were. In fact, we, yeah. we told him after the fact, and he was shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We put on yeah. a good face. Yeah, we, can, sure. we can fake it pretty good. <laughs> or well, if we could. We can fake another now. And, and like you said, for the vast majority of people, they've never been through anything like this. But but that gentleman, yeah, 
who he had been had. down the path, yeah. you know, he, he knew it. He knew what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. He remembered. Felt it exactly. firsthand. Yeah. yeah. And he, I, I say over and over again, actually I had a, an opportunity to speak um, to the neonatology commission of South Dakota. So it was all of the neonatologists that got together for continuing education. And I got to be a keynote speaker and he was there and he sat way in the back by himself and he was retired. And I told this story for the first time and he got to hear it and uh, what an impact he made on our life. And had it not been for him stepping out in faith, how often don't we not do that when we have that nudge to do so? Had he not done that, I truly believe our story would have been very different because I just kept hearing him yeah. in my head over and over that he, he made it like he's a neonatologist. He's okay. That's right. You know, all these years later, like he, he's okay. I'm going to be okay. Uh, eventually. So what you're saying is if you're, if you're feeling that nudge to share something that you've gone through with somebody else, do it. If yeah, you, if you right. are, are getting that, uh, it's for a reason and sharing your story is powerful. We all have a story as you were just talking about mm-hmm. with Phil Hartman or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> Uh, that's a Saturday Night Live guy, by the way, who uh, was murdered by his wife, I think. That's a topic for a different day, Corey. Phil Hartman, is that right? Isn't he a Saturday Night Live Yeah, he was a comedian. Guy? and mm-hmm. I think his wife murdered him, right? It was a bad ending. I yeah, it wasn't good. Believe. That's right. So not that guy. The other Hartman guy with everybody Steve. has a story. Steve Hartman. Steve Hartman. Yes. So, Let's get it right. Uh, yes. People have a story, and our testimony and our stories are, are very powerful, and they can impact people in a positive way because we think about him all the time, that doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's a really big deal in our lives, he and uh, he set us off on a good course after something. Now we still had to make our own decision, and right. we still had to rely on our own faith and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. it, it got us going in the right direction. He's still a big part of our life. Six, uh, five, what is it again? Twenty eighteen, five, five, almost five and a half years later. Mm-hmm. But just the the phrase "pay it forward" kind of comes into my head, yeah. and I, yeah, you know, and that doesn't always mean in a religious sense or faith sense, but I mean. Holds true. Yes, it does. You know, no matter what that it does. topic or feeling is, and yeah, you know, I've I've heard your story before, but every time I hear it, it just you know, I, I get a new takeaway or a, a, a new warm feeling, and it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we talk about it, and we sometimes have to say like, it's crazy to hear to see like to think to think and to see it in our own head, it play out and where we were prior to Oakland. Yeah. Um, like you are so different. <laughs> I'm not that. Yes, you are so different. Yeah, Yeah. Mr. I, my whole life to go to church. Yeah, but that was like 10 years before Oakland. But I did say that. Yeah, you did. This pastor right here told his wife that he has his whole life to go to church. (laughs) You don't need to go to church. Listen to country music and drink coffee. Drink coffee. Yeah, I know. Those are the three I tell people. Not every day. He said he wouldn't do any of those, and I got him to do them all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good thing you never said that about drugs or something. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Listen to everything you say about that. So let me, let me ask you guys a question. I mean, this is, yeah. The story is what the story is. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. It's touching. The, the website's amazing. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll give contact information at the end of the podcast, of course, for that. But I'm I'm curious. You said you guys were in a really bad space. What what got you to a good space in your marriage after after this loss? What brought you two together? Was there were there external forces that helped you besides you know obviously the Lord? But were there external forces that that you utilized to help get your marriage back on track, or was this part of the binding glue that brought you back together? Oh, it was it was her for sure. For me, that I, yeah, it was it was her a hundred percent that brought us together. But in that moment when she passed away, I saw my husband in a very different light, 
Mm. He prayed over us and he had never prayed out loud ever. Um, you prayed, I'll never forget that you prayed over the decision we were having to make when we had to decide to let her go. And it was in that moment that I realized like, there's nobody that knows me better. You know, your parents know you great and, you know, know you really well. But when you get married, your spouse truly knows you best. And mm-hmm. he was the only one who knew a hundred percent of what I was going through. He knew, I mean, grandparents yes they know the loss of a grandchild but nobody knew what it felt like like he did and so you kind of have to make a choice um but we also both started working on each other you have to work on yourself uh we spent most i spent most of our marriage the first years um pointing blame you know, if only he would change, if only he would make different choices, if he would do more, um, you know, it certainly wasn't me, the, the girl that grew up in a Christian home and, you know, grew up going to church every Sunday. And, uh, it certainly wasn't me. That was the issue. So as soon as you start taking, um, note of things that you can improve on, Mm -hmm. I think the rest kind of falls into place. Don't you, Travis? Yeah, I, I kind of have the same feeling that it was it was her that uh, Oakland passing away and uh, our, our connection through that really difficult thing together because um, I think you kind of stole my thunder there, but I told you uh, <clears throat> shortly thereafter that um, I uh, how did how did that that situation go? Seeing you because you were holding Oakland as she passed away and you were crying and that was not your normal cry and it's like. I'm the only one that's seen you like that. We're the only two that know what this is like. Um, We've been through this together. There is no other option other than going forward. And even though it hurt, even though we had been in a crappy place before and I didn't really like you that much and, you know, all this other stuff (laughs) going on in the 20... Well, okay, so also, listeners, remember... You don't even know, but like I'm gonna tell you for the first time in 2016 when we opened our home care agency, that was very, very stressful. As anybody who's opened a business knows, and home care is 24/7, 365, and you've got caregivers you're trying to send all over the place, and families. we didn't have any money. Yeah. It, oh, and this is a financial we podcast. Were like, we were not winning we were like, at anything. <laughs> <laughs> No. Since Corey set us up real nice there. So, like, life was just stressful. We had little kid, you know, Braxton um, was, uh, let's see, five, and Gavin was three or whatever that would look like, six and four or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, so life was just really stressful. So I don't think we were at a different place than most couples. Uh, and um, as we know, there's uh, 50% divorce rate, give or take, for first-time marriages. So not 80% after the loss of Yeah, child. thanks for wow. putting that in. That's right. That's yeah. exactly where I was headed. 80%. 80%. Isn't that crazy? 80% of couples that go through the loss of a child. Divorce. Divorce. And you mm-hmm. can see why after you and I have walked through it now, because um, we've had that too, where we handle things completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just becomes a, a force of division for many couples because they're like, well, how come he, how come he never cries or shows any emotion when maybe the, 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 the man is just having a really difficult time and he goes and hides himself in the garage and works on his projects or something, but that's his way of grieving. You know, whatever it is, men and women are, are very different and they grieve differently too. And uh, that's where if you are going through this situation or have gone through this situation, it's good to, you know, find help outside like a like a licensed counselor or something like that we didn't do that Mm-mm. but we're we were a success story thanks thanks be to god but uh you know we could have used some help probably 
-hmm. Of those, you bring up 80% that, that result in a divorce in, the, in that situation of losing a child. Do you think those people that get divorced, do you think they ever find the happiness they're looking for? Or no. do you think, you know what I mean? No. I think your best chance of happiness and success might be in fixing that marriage. Yeah. 100% than, because... Then taking what you think yep. is the easier way out, and I yep. bet it's not. I no. bet it's, a, it's probably a lifelong path of seeking what you can't find. That's exactly right. Well, I no, agree. No, to, no marriage is, is alike. Like everyone's different and unique in its own way, and so you can't speak for everyone. But the women that I talk to and counsel in a way um, in, through our nonprofit... Uh, talk of this and they'll leave their spouse, get remarried, but guess what? That new spouse doesn't get it and they never will get it. Right. And never. they'll never treat your lost sibling or your lost child, excuse me, or, or sibling, whatever the case is, it does not have to be a child, but as their own family or they won't recognize yeah, they won't the importance. It. Like January 4th every year is such a huge deal for you and it should be, mm -hmm. but you would never have that um, in a mixed family situation. Uh, if that happened after the loss, I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah. So we remember the important days, the birthdays and the, the anniversary days and stuff. And as hard as they are, uh, it's important that we do that as a family. And we talk with our other two kids about Oakland a ton. And that, therefore, they do. Gavin, our young, well, both of them, but they're constantly drawing her into pictures when they draw pictures of the family. And mm -hmm. um, yesterday, we had a, a really awesome lady from church pass away. Many people that are listening to this will know what I'm talking about. But first thing Gavin said yesterday afternoon was, just think. So-and-so has got to meet. Uh, he listed all the dogs first. Yeah, she, got, uh, and, she got to meet all of our dogs that meet. passed away. Yeah, so and then it was... If you're wondering if dogs go to heaven, there you have it. Uh, but all, then, all dogs. All dogs all go to them. heaven. Yeah. We know that from that 90s movie. But then he said uh, she also got to meet Oakland. And it like, just about brings me to tears because I'm like, yeah, that's right. She did, man. And no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard what the Lord has prepared for those yeah. of him. So, yeah, so this is cool stuff. That's fantastic. I, we could go on forever. I could listen yeah. to you guys forever. And luckily, I get to listen to you guys on the next podcast because that's where we're going to continue the story. Um, Corey, did you have anything else that you wanted to close out today's podcast with before we end it? Well, yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say that, you know, we've had a few laughs here, but boy, it, it makes you think. And it mm. makes you think about uh, higher powers and, and faith in the process. And man, it's just good stuff. So I'm excited and I'm glad that we, we intentionally knew this was going to be a two-episode event because I knew there was a lot to, to cover, and, and we've got a lot lot cool stuff to keep going here. So, Yeah. Well, I don't want people to have to wait to investigate more because the next podcast will come out in a couple of weeks. Um, can you give them the, the address of the foundation, the, the website, maybe some contact info? Uh, maybe there's somebody listening to this right now who may themselves have gone through something or they know a family member who's going through this uh, and they want to get out you know, get them in contact with somebody sooner rather than later. Yeah. So you can, uh, look up our website, um, oaklandfoundation.com, O-A-K-L-Y-N foundation.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We do a lot on there, but, uh, all the direct links are right on our website. Fantastic. And we can put a link in the podcast show notes as well. Corey, any final thoughts from you? No, I, I appreciate where we've went today and, and, and we've got, more on this to come here in the next episode too. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you to all three of you. I'm excited to hear this next podcast. And of course, our last thank you goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Win podcast with Corey Hymanson. 
If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.